Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. In this video, I really want to break down how you would determine if a guy is actually going to move position and play well. There's a few options here that we're going to speak about. Guys like Hayes Perrin, we've got Hamiso. Tabuai Fado and then Tommy Gilbert are going to be three of the big options that we're looking at putting in our teams this year. But they're really clearly moving from a, a position that they've played a fair bit into a new position where we're really not sure. There's a lot of unknown as to how they're going to go. So I'm going to show you how that we can determine potentially how they could go. Uh, and, and a lot of it's based on the type of team that they're in, how that team's going to go. And if they possess the skills necessary for that position where they get a lot of their attacking stats, for example, in a fullback position like Hayes Perham, and then are they really good with their base stats, for example, uh, and can pass the ball well in amongst the forwards there in Tommy Gilbert. So let's kick it off with Perham. And we don't have a lot of knowledge here with him on fullback. So he played the 67 minutes there in the last round of 2021. And, and those last rounds, it's very hard to determine how a player goes. We've seen guys like Toby Sexton come out in those last bunch of rounds and absolutely kill it. Maybe it's the opposite fortunes here for Hayes Perrin with a 20 in that 67 minutes. Means he can average a lot more now that he's going to potentially moving to fullback. Sounds like he's got that position locked down now. So you look at his other scores, that's going to be a first determiner. Can they score well in other positions? So we've got obviously a few tries in here. Not Nothing too crazy. We're sitting with five tries overall. But he's got a 37 at winger. A 35 with two tries at winger, not so nice either. Uh, but actually a couple of okay scores at center. He's got 37, 34, 36, and a 28. And we look at the stats, so he's just got one try in that one and one try assist across those games. Tackles aren't too bad. He actually doesn't miss too many, which is obviously good because at fullback, you're going to get some opportunities to make those one-on-one -on -one tackles. And if you're solid in that, that really goes a bit of a way there to, to sort of save you four or five points. So that's a good starter for for Hayes there, and meters gained, he never had a game over 147 meters, so 
when he's moving to fullback, you'd expect it to be either similar or probably slightly down on what your winger meters are, especially in this day and age, your your wingers are your meter eaters out of trouble. So that's just a, a quick determiner of what we're looking at with Perham. But given that fullback is notoriously a better scoring position than winger and center, and he only has to score a 26, 28, 30 kind of score week to week on average, in a team that's going to be better. That is why most people are interested in him and his ownership percentage is up at 15% this year. And he is the most hot player in the game in terms of people bringing him in after that news. So let's go to a few examples now of where the transition from wing or center hasn't worked so well. It's been okay. And then some options where it has gone really well. So we'll speak about Hammer first up. So he's got obviously got a lot more games there. And if we filter that, last year you got the 21.6 average. We can filter here. So I'll just show you how to use footystatistics.com as well. So we filter him to center, for example, and all but that 22 there. So we can take out that 22 minute games, so anything over 50, gives us a good uh, base, base of knowledge there. 34.4 was his average in center. Okay, beautiful. That usually is one of the lowest scoring positions. Let's move to winger now. And all of those games are 80 plus, which is cool. So we have a 27.7. So even him on the wing, if he was to get 80 minutes a game, there are a bunch of tries in there and he was playing for a good side. He moves to a side that's a little bit lesser. Uh, still that 27.7 would make him money. Now let's move to a fullback position. And what we see here is him, that 57 minutes. We can take out that one if we like. There we go. So we've got a 33 average at fullback. So just looking at that, he has a dual position. He's going to be in a lesser side, but it is going to be his to, to really look after and sort of dominate uh, from the attacking point of view. He's a guy that's improving. So this is the reason why we look at him and go, okay, he's a good option for your side this, this year to play in that tough center position or the wing fullback. Bennett's come out and said it's his team. Uh, he's going to be in that one position. So you know, with a, a, a price of 372, it shows there's definitely a fair bit of value for him. So what that means really is the 33 average is very similar to him at center. That could be you know, a determining factors to how Hayes Perham could go, right? If you look at his center scores, the average is 27.3. So that still gives him some value there at fullback, even if he was just to match that. But as I said, notoriously, fullback is a better scoring position. So that's a, a good determiner of at least he's going to make some money, right? That's to me, so. We then move to the next player, which we're going to talk about is Jermaine Osako. And this is a, a guy that where it didn't work perfectly. He's priced at you know, 28 there. And with Hamiso, he's not priced at that 21, you know, knowing that he was going to be probably playing that fullback. He's, he's up around that 27 mark in terms of his price. So you're looking to him at that 33 at a minimum, getting six points of value, which is not bad. Osako, on the other hand. So we look at his winging efforts there. So price-wise for him, and so scoring wise for him is at that 31 average. So that shows that part of it. And then we move it to when he plays at fullback. Okay, so the average for him when he plays at fullback is 36. So we got six points there, five, five and a half to six points for Asako. So that's a good little indicator that he was someone that didn't really, wasn't really successful in his move to, to fullback. You know, we always thought that he was probably a better winger. Um, he, he was someone that kicked goals. There's still a, a decent amount of tries in there without being ridiculous. So it's a really good way to show that in a team that's okay in the Broncos over the last bunch of years since he's played there, that Parham is going to be in a team that's also going to be sort of mid-table, I'd say, this year and potentially growing from there. That that's a pretty good comp there uh, is, is Asako. That's, you know, five to six points of value increase is probably a, a decent way to think about it. So... Again, a nice idea as to how that would work. We move on to Avarillo, who's actually in the same team. 
and has played a multitude of different positions. I'll just have a look here before. The amount of changes he's had over his career. We've got five, eight games. We've got halfback. We've got center. We've got wing and all decent stretches of it. So I hope for him, him and his sake that he's able to get a bit of a role, lock down a role this year, whether it is, yeah, probably is going to be in center. Um, and if it is on that left side, he's going to have a pretty good run of it with Burton kick out and obviously Addo Car there as well. But we look to him at winger to start off with. So only a couple of games there, average 33 across that, those two with no tries. At center, we have a little bit more to, to think about. So take out that 16-minute game, and he's averaging about 23 in his center games. And we look at his fullback games there, and there's obviously a, a few more to, to speak of, and he does average 30 in that. So again, shows that... Really, at the fullback position, if you're averaging anywhere under 30, you're doing it pretty tough. So for Perham, price of that 21, you know, anywhere around that 28 to 30, you're gonna make enough cash. And a score of 30 a week at the start in a tough fullback position or on your bench is not the worst thing in the world. So I definitely think you can, just basing off that, guys, this is a great way to do your studies, to get comparable players that have made the same transition as you know the guy you're looking at, Hamiso or, uh, or Perham there, when they don't have many games to, to show. Tessie New is someone who did a little bit better than even the guys before. So those first three examples were guys that haven't done it perfectly well. They're averaging around that 30, 35, which is nothing special for a fullback position. So now we move to Tessie New, who has played, again, a few different positions. We start with him in his center role there, 32 for him in that, in that position. For his wing, he had one game of 33. And you look at fullback there, and a lot more games, and he averaged 38. So again, about that five to six points of value in an extended period of time at fullback in a team that wasn't too great. He's a solid player. Yeah, nothing special, but he's decent at that. So Tessie, another good comp if you're looking at Hayes Perham to, to go on your side. Next guy, someone who did it, has done it fairly well as also, is Nick Meany. He's obviously comes in at 576, and he's played a, a bunch of different positions as well. So let's filter it by winger to start off with. And in the majority of his games there, he averages 31.5. So for a winger, pretty normal, to be honest. If we move it to fullback, he's obviously been in a couple of teams. So you look at, obviously, a lot of Bulldogs games at fullback. And then you have some Storm games at fullback. So we can change this up in terms of year as well. But overall, his fullback stats are an average of 36. Again, including a lot of games at the Dogs there. If we just go straight to season 2022... We have a 44.6 average for Meany at the Storm. Again, so that shows the difference, obviously him improving as a player a little bit, but then the difference between two teams in the Storm and also the Dogs. So if you see the Dogs improving a little bit, you can probably see Perham improving on Avrilo's average where he played fullback in a side that wasn't as good. Again, so it's another example, guys, of the difference that you can have between playing the fullback position and also the winger position. Again, if you just play this for 2022 when he was on the wing for the Storm, his average was even better there than it was for his career, a 37 compared to a 30. So yeah, that's a, the difference that you can see between uh, an average team and a really good team in the Storm. And he's actually someone, Nick, that sounds like he's gonna be playing fullback this year as well with Pat giving no return date at this stage. So. Nick, averaging 44 last year at fullback. He's priced at 40, so really still not a great deal of value on him, but again, shows what you can do if you're a solid player. Nick Meany is a solid player in a pretty good team. So if the Dogs can do really well this year, Perham should do well also. And that's probably where the worry lies for Hamiso. He comes from a better Cowboys team, 
to a not so good Dolphins team and yeah, really has to manufacture a lot of the work himself. And he's never been someone to have crazy big meters gain, for example. At fullback, it's not too bad, but he still has games at 92, 49, you know, 32. He can be a little bit off like that. Uh, similar to Latrell in terms of can having those low meters games, but Latrell obviously does so much more in terms of the uh, the passing game. So yeah, that's those guys there. We move to guy that has done it really well, and that is Val Holmes. So we kick him off at the wing position, and across his career, as a lot of games, he averages thirty on the wing. So probably a little bit different when you look. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. At his games for Queensland, but that's another story. We won't talk about that one. 42 at centre. So that includes, obviously, <coughs> last year's Awesome effort and just a couple of games in 2021. So we can't really gauge that too much because he is a really good player. Let's look at his uh, his fullback stats there. So across his career, he averages 41.3 at fullback. So again, an 11-point increase from his winger stats. So he ends up averaging one point more at center. But again, that was in last year when he was playing really, really well in a great team. So Val has played for a few good teams over his career. Obviously, the Sharks being the... The big one there where he helped them um, yeah, helped them do really, really well. And then the uh, the Cowboys last year. So good team. Usually provides good scores if you're a solid player. And he's a great player at that. So again, a good a good example as to how someone moving from, from wing to fullback has transitioned. We move to Ruben Garrick. And he's someone that is very similar to that. We look at his uh, winger stats over his career. And what you see is a 38 average. Obviously, he's been playing on that left side on the back of some Tommy Jaboyevich brilliance. You see 103 here, 91, four tries, 77 effort. There's 80s in there. He kicks goals. uh, And when they're flying, he's going to do pretty well. So he's obviously a good player, whether he's on the wing or at fullback as well. His fullback stats, he averages 49. So a big increase on those winger stats. Again, another way where you can show that moving from winger to fullback is really good. Okay. We move on, guys. I hope that's you know, really helped you guys out as to show how you can transition well between those positions and you know, what could change if you do play at fullback and then go back to a center or a wing position. Tom Gilbert's going to be the interesting one now. So he's someone that I'm really, really unsure about. If you look at his stats here, guys, he's got lots of second row efforts. 
a lot of time we spoke about him moving from second row to the middle during games. So it's really hard to determine uh, if you go back, you have to go back and watch each game as to when he did transition and, and how many minutes he played uh, in each position there. But you're looking at games here where he's got three at the prop position, a 38 in 45 minutes, a 36 in 55 minutes, and a 37 in 77 minutes. Okay, so you look down a little bit further, he had a really good game of 50 in 42. So the PPM isn't anything crazy. Let's go look at him just at the second row position. All right, well, a multitude of different minutes. They're all about 40 plus. Let's even put it over 50 in the second row. So make that easy. So he's got a 44 average in 63 minutes there. That gives him, even just playing big minutes on the edge, gives him about a four to five point uh, in, in a value uptick there. He's got the dual position. So that's where he's uh, got a lot of interest as well. Now let's look at those prop minutes there. Um, let's go for over 50. So all over 50, let's go over 40. He's got four games there for a 40 average and 55 minutes. So that is actually scary to me. I don't see him playing much more than 55 to 60 minutes. So this is where I'm a little bit worried about his ability to come out and have an absolute belter of a season. It's just that we want him to be averaging at least 45 to 50 because if he's not anywhere near 50, then he's not gonna be a keeper in your team and you're probably just using him for a bunch of weeks and then moving him on. And there is a worry that he just holds at that 40 average. Yes, you've got the jewel. Yes, he's not losing money. But there's other guys in this position that are a good chance of actually rising in value and getting close to that 45 to 50, 55 points there That uh, if they can get you know, a bunch of tries and stuff like Luke Garner and, and these types of players who are actually a lot cheaper than what Tommy is at this point. So now let's look at guys that have made that transition because he's going to go from edge to the straight middle this year. And there's some similarities to a bunch of these players. We're going to look at Mitch Barnett, we look at Torhu Harris, and we look at Isaiah Yoke, who have all made that transition over the years or played in, in both positions. So Barnett's clearly a guy that has a lot of the games, plays edge, and then he moves to that middle as well. So let's have a look at that now. In terms of his second row position, we spoke about him in the, uh, in the middles video, and I, I found a fair bit of interest in him. When he plays over 50 minutes in that second row across his career, it's a 48 average, and that's averaging uh, 76 minutes. So the PPM's pretty low there, obviously. That's pretty normal, though, for edge guys at that sort of 0.6 and a bit there. If we move to the lock roll, we get him, again, over 50 minutes, if you're lucky to get that, 47 points in 65 minutes. So that's still really big minutes and still a solid average there. And you've got some time here at prop for him, just the one game. So again, you're looking at second row and we said it's what, 48 there. And then he moves to the middle and it actually decreases a little bit. So this is somewhere where it hasn't worked out perfectly. The minutes are still great, but his average actually drops a little bit. So he's, uh, he's one of those players where he kind of makes as many tackles and runs the ball as much on the edge that he does in the middle. So the base stats don't increase too much, just a tiny bit. Uh, in, in that sort of 10 less minutes. But what we're looking for is there is gonna be a clear drop in minutes from a guy moving from the edge to the middle. Can they make up for it with those base stats? Because a lot of time you're losing their opportunity to score tries that you would on an edge. So Barnett this year, I was pretty high on him playing on an edge just because you look at his stats and he plays a lot better in that position. And then guys, uh, yeah, other guys move better from the edge and score a lot better in the middle. So he's definitely an interesting one and a guy where it hasn't really worked out when he moves from an edge to the middle. And I actually see them as playing, 
know, they've played similar roles over the years, so it'll be interesting to see if he can make that transition, Gilbert. As he improves as a player, there's definitely some some value here. If he does get that 65 minutes, Gilbert, then I see him. I do see him averaging about this, which gives him seven points of value. So. Still interesting either way, but we just don't know his role at the moment. Is he going to be getting those huge minutes or is he going to be stuck in that 55 range, 50 range even? We just don't even know. We move to Tohul Harris and he's an interesting one because he has turned into a gun in the middle and so has Isaiah Yo. When you look, when you look at both of their edge stats, they were great when they were cheap and coming up through the ranks. And once they got to a year on, on that edge, they became a player that you could not pick up. So we'll look at that now. He's obviously got plenty of different uh, positions that he has played over his career. We look at second row and we'll go over 60 minutes for him when he gets that position. So across his career, he's still a 53 average on that edge. And that included plenty of games there where he was really dominant for the Storm team. So yeah, once he was, uh, yeah, all the games that he was in that one, he was able to score a bunch of tries, which you can see here in that uh, in that Storm system. And then you know, Felice Kafusi comes in and, and plays that role. Since moving to the Warriors, he still has had a bunch of games in that position. You see yeah, a bunch of 70s in here, the random try. is uh, still able to, to play some second row games. He saw 2021, he was, he was absolutely dominant, but those second row games, he would kind of mix between that edge and middle role. So we move to the lock position for him, and that's where he's absolutely at his best. So when he does get over 60 minutes, he obviously has 58, but most of the time, yeah, it doesn't really matter for him. When he plays lock, he's always playing big minutes. So about 76 he plays. So very similar to Simon Mannering type of role in that middle where he absolutely dominates. So that's five points extra and no drop in minutes. So he's an interesting one to think about because with Gilbert, you doubt that he plays that 75 to 80 minutes that guys like Tohu Harris and Isaiah Yo does so if he can move into that status of a, a 75 to, to full game type of player then clearly there's going to be some value on a guy priced at 40 that gilbert is but most people don't do that so that's the main worry is that they get down into that sort of you know you lose 10 to 15 minutes there and your average doesn't really change from what it was on the edge so that's that for for Tohu, um who's obviously you know one of the guys that we we talk about each and every year as a top gun and then isaiah yo who's at 847 obviously and He's been incredible over his career, but we have a lot of second row games to, to talk about with him. Again, we'll look at over those 60 minutes, which is what you would get on an edge as a gun second row there. 43 for him is his career average on an edge. Obviously, you've got to think about the natural improvement that these guys have because Isaiah went through all of these years without uh, sorry, just slowly improving, and then he actually you know, got his chance um, in the middle, eventually. You see here a lot of these second row games. There, there's some solid ones, 60s, 50s, 70s in, in this kind of year there. And then he eventually moved to the middle and his scores have skyrocketed all the way up to the lock roll there over 60 minutes. And he averages 57 over his career there. So he moved, he's got a few games, bits and pieces earlier on. And then from 2020 onwards, he had a really good year. Last, uh, 2021 was incredible and so was 2022. So you see the big minutes on a regular basis, 73.6 when he gets over the 60 minutes. Again, only a you know, seven, five to seven uh, minute drop from the edge to the middle. And is Gilbert going to be able to get that? That is the big question that you need to ask yourself. But you can do this with a lot of different positions, guys. If you know, guys moving from 5 8 where they're, where they're not really kicking the ball much and they happen to get a dominant half roll, they get a lot more touches and they yeah, are able to kick the ball a lot more. They're more likely to have some try assists. Maybe they get the goal kicking. There's so many ways that you can do these little comparisons. So 
if you guys would like me to do sort of something like that, where it's a moving from a six to a seven, or a guy moving from center to wing or wing to center, for example, yeah, there could be some differences and some examples that you can look at. Um, but just think of this throughout the preseason, obviously through the season is going to be, uh, this is going to be really cool to have a look at as well. So thank you for sticking around through this whole video, guys. Uh, as we said, as we saw last week, we just dropped the private group. Uh, there's obviously different options there. If you would just like to learn a little bit more about what we're going to do here is going to be going through a lot of uh, deep dive breakdowns into certain players. We're going to compare a lot of them, kind of like we do here. Um, lots of different statistics to go through, and it's really going to kick off that last couple of weeks in preseason, and then week to week, there's going to be a lot of those deep dives and access to me completely, and I can't wait to uh, to meet all you guys, and I hope you get, guys get to meet each other in the community as well with lots of prizes that are going to be uh, seen week to week. So that's it, guys. We'll catch you in the next one. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.